This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Ray Shapak. I'm the CFO of iManage. You're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 279. As a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we thought we'd provide you with a quick dip on Lisa County. As many of you know well, Lisa County is experiencing major changes across all industries due to the new Lisa's accounting standards introduced last year. The changes will make companies appear more asset-rich, but also more heavily indebted. We speak to real estate advisor Sean Monahan of Avis and Young in Atlanta after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Hello, we're speaking to Sean Monahan, principal of the Office Properties Group of Avis and Young of Atlanta. Sean, welcome. It's been my pleasure. We know there was quite a bit of noise uh, last year about these standards inside real estate circles. Uh, but as we move into 2017, there seems to be an amplification um, among finance leaders um, becoming concerned. So let's begin, if uh, I can, by asking you to pull back your lens a bit from sea level here and provide us more with uh, a thousand-foot view on on the sequence of events that led us to where we are today. Well, so they were finalized uh IFRS finalized theirs in January of last year and then FASB uh did theirs our IASB was last year and so was FASB a month later in February of 2016 and basically um they are trying to help the investor into the see the transparency of the financial statements of companies that lease space for example if you and I were investing in a company and one of those companies owned their assets, we would see that on their books. Versus another company that leases the space, you would not see that on their balance sheet. So obviously they would have two different views for an investor is the, is the reason they did it. I think there's over 800 comment letters on the FASB uh, site talking about how um, you know the benefits, the drawbacks, uh, and what needed to be in the actual uh, principle. So, okay. So, some of the finance leaders we've been speaking to have indicated there's sort of this new sense of urgency here. Can you give us some sense of what finance leaders are, are grappling with at this time? And, uh, if you think about it, most real estate leases. I mean, that's their second or third 
largest expense on their books. And uh, those leases are longer than 12 months, which uh, is one part of the standard. No leases will be grandfathered. And for example, if uh, we were to sign a five-year lease today, right, in January of 2017, lease expiration will be uh, January of uh, 2022. Well, for a public company, the effective date is 1-1-19, and for a private company, it's 1-1-20. So obviously, that lease that you structure today will be hitting your balance sheet uh, in an income statement uh, when the new standard kicks in. And if you haven't done anything today to structure that lease accordingly, you could have a negative impact to your financial statements. And that's where um, we are uh, advising our clients today to, to get out in front of it. I mean, quite frankly, um, if you're a public company, you have a two-year look back on your, uh, you know, on your annual report, and that would be uh, 2017 with a 1-1-19 effective date. So they need to be on it. Now, one of the things many uh, finance leaders are kind of trying to determine is whether they should adopt the revenue recognition and leasing standards in sequence or at the same time. You know, the rev rec is, is, is the one that gets all the attention. And quite frankly, this probably, it's probably has a a more importance than the uh, lease accounting standard. And so there has been talk of that and they're pretty close in date. But what they did is gone ahead and, and you know, uh, gave the effective date and um, made it, they finalized, uh, you know, the, the principal uh, back last year. So it's, 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 a, it's going forward. Uh, and if you look in uh, public companies and reports last year, they, they mentioned uh, ASU 2016 02 uh, leases, topic 842 leases, because they, they have to. I mean, it's, there, there's no, waiting any longer they've, they've tried to do that but uh it's it's going forward and they need to be on it can you share with us uh an example maybe of a business not by name but by industry would be nice that that's now facing uh a pretty big challenge in terms of meeting the standards and, and why why did they find themselves in this position yeah, they're, they're, the one I always use is there's a, a large bank. And during the, the banking crisis, what they did is they owned all their branches, right? So all those assets are on their books. Well, at the, at the financial crisis, what they did is they went and structured sale leasebacks. So when they did that back in 2007, 2008, all of a, all of a sudden, all their lease, all, all these owned assets are now off their books which helped their share price. And so during the worst banking crisis in our, in our lives, this bank, this large public bank looked a lot better to Joe investor because they didn't have these assets and liabilities, real estate assets and liabilities on their books. Now, Sean, you have uh, lines of sight into a variety of different companies today and how they're either addressing it or not really addressing the challenge. What would you tell us in terms of, how you perceive uh, readiness as it relates to uh, these changes? Well, I'll be, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it, it affects everybody. When I structure a lease, whether I'm structuring the TI allowance, the renewal options, the free rent, uh, the lease term, these are things that impact the balance sheet. And if cash flow is the same, but there are two different results to the balance sheet and income statement, this, with the way I do my job, and it's your second or third largest expense, you would think uh, that people would be very uh, eager to get to start. And again, at public companies, 
if they don't have it done by the first quarter, they're, they're really, really, and they have more than, you know, 10, 20 leases, they're going to be in trouble because they've got to apply a consistent standard across. Are they reasonably certain to renew? I mean, the issues they have are staggering. And I think you hit on something with Rev Rec is I think they're just kind of, you know what, let's, let's, we'll hold off. But you can't, when you think about if I do a five-year lease today and you don't structure it right today, you are really could be blowing up your balance sheet in two years. Now, Sean, we connected uh, with you via your Atlanta office today. Uh, so are you largely dealing with businesses in the southeast, or where is this uh, challenge taking you these days? Um, primarily in the southeast, but I also, um, because of these changes, um, I've pitched in Toronto, Mexico City, um, because in there, internationally, they have a different standard than us, which, of course, adds more complexity to uh, these changes. Uh, but not now, um, in the last 18 months, I've pitched all over, you know, I guess North America would be accurate, and uh, obviously the United States. So, And, and you're, um, you're headed to Europe today. Is that also on business related to the uh... <laughs> Well, no, actually, I, I'm a, uh, a soccer coach, and uh, Borussia Dortmund is, and uh, Puma are our partners, and they're flying us out there to uh, to learn from them. <laughs> I get a little okay. break from lease accounting, um, you know, but that's what I'm doing in Germany. Uh, but again, I've, we have an office there, and I've already uh, I'm going to meet with our guys and, and kind of show them the difference. The, the real quick, I mean, Jack, I just want to give you a quick pointer about. So you've got an operating lease and a finance lease in the United States, right? So you've got two lease classifications. The rest of the world only has one. And currently they're operating, they, they have majority of them are operating leases. That operating lease goes away in two years. So they're going to go from a, an operating lease, which they've had their entire life and everyone's career for that matter, to now it's going to be a finance lease, just like they owned it. And there's going to be a, there's going to be a hit to net income just way a finance lease hits hits the books. Sean Monahan, thank you for joining us on CFO Thought Leader. Anytime, Jack. I look forward to speaking soon. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever so short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. 
CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching, and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader Mug at zero cost. So visit us at cfothoughtleader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply.